What's going on, everybody? I, uh, I want these glasses on more than I want these on. I, um, have been kind of quiet lately for a while. Um, I've done some episodes and things like that. I just put up my episode, Dasis, and I want you guys to go and listen to that before you listen to this. Um, there is, there has been, there have been a lot of people getting justice lately. And I like to see people get justice. I like to see people being treated with respect. And if things happen in the past and you weren't treated right and you're trying to receive reparations for it, that's all fine, well, and good. I think it's, I think it's amazing. But in this country, my people who are descendants of slaves, of African slaves in the United States, Dasis, that's what Dasis is, descendants of African slaves in the United States. They were kidnapped, sold, forced, all of them were forced to come here to work for free. And they worked for free for over 200 years. Now, I want to go with it from this angle because I've never really heard anybody really, 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 like, get attention for saying this. Um, I've heard different Black people speak, and we're all on the same um, wavelength and same um thought process when it comes to reparations for descendants of african slaves in the united states um i really think that people have ignored us they've ignored the our ancestors they ignored our ancestors waited till our ancestors died off and then they just wanted us to forget about everything. They don't want to teach our children about the history of my ancestors and the history of the Black American, what we have created, what we have contributed, how we built this country from the ground up for free. Um, and coming to the realization, reading the 13th Amendment, 13th Amendment, and coming to the realization that the United States understood that owning a human being is wrong. Considering a human being property is wrong. They understood that. So that's why in 1865, they decided to abolish slavery, right? Listen to the 13th Amendment. Turn it sideways here. Oh, neither slavery or involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Their jurisdiction is the county, state, city that they live in or wherever they're living. 
<clears throat> so if you do something in the United States, if it's a federal crime, you're going to get convicted federally, right? If you do something in your state, you're going to get convicted by the state. If you do something in your city, you're going to go to jail. If you do something in your county, you can go to a county jail. Okay? They open this up for everybody to join in and be able to get us. So that's how the rate for black men being incarcerated is so high because they figured out a way but jails and the prison systems were not for anybody but black men anyway but they figured out how to really get them in there by putting them on federal charges with these little pissy ass crimes keeping them in there for life 20 years making sure that they're no good and still use them for free labor. Prisoners make a lot of stuff that y'all don't know that they make. And they work for pennies. They don't work for dollars. They work for pennies. You think they sit there in a cell all day? They do not. They do not. A lot of them don't. So... <sighs> when you want to look at that, I'm, jump, I'm jumping around, I'm trying to focus, but when you look at that, you also have to look at once our ancestors were free, they gave them nothing. Most of the plantation owners, they came up with this new term called sharecroppers, okay? That went on for generation, for generation, generation. They stopped... My my father's side, my grandfather's parents were sharecroppers, but then their grandparents, you know, you know the history. It just trickles down from there. So that's when the sharecropping ended in my family on from my father and his parents. The sharecropping ended with the grandparents. So my great-grandparents, so my grandfather didn't want to be a sharecropper anymore. So that stopped. So you're talking about, oh, it would be my grandfather's, oh, it's, this is so hard to trace back. I need a paper and a pencil. Um, oh, shoot. So my grand, my dad was married, was, was born in 1950. My grandpa was born in like 1930. 30 I think um, yeah um, maybe earlier I don't know then his dad would have been born in like around the 1900s or something and then 18 and then okay so grand great gg ggg great 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 and then so my great grandfather's dad was a child of a slave so you got one two three three generations where sharecropping ended. So like around the 1950s or so, sharecropping ended in my family. 
where they stopped working for little or nothing. And um, so a lot of the, the plantation owners, the ones who, the a lot of the people who own slaves, there were poor people who own slaves too. But a lot of them did some really dirty shit and said, okay, you can become a sharecropper, but you owe me money. What do I owe you money for? Oh, well, you stayed here on my land. I got this for you. I got that for you. Okay, so uh, how long do I have to work for you to pay, you know, to pay you off? So they continue to work for free for these people. And <laughs> the shit is so fucking crazy that people don't understand that as early as... And people still, like, it's just my family that stopped around the 1950s from sharecropping. And I'm, my mother's side was the same way, too, because her dad worked in the in the uh, coal mines, and he got black lung disease. So, um, let's say right around 1950s was when my family stopped sharecropping. And they did, you know, uh, coal mines. Um, they worked for the car factories. My grandfather was a carpenter. He built things. Um, he became a pastor, retired from that and became, you know, he was a pastor and did carpentry and stuff. And then he um, retired from carpentry once he became of age to retire. And he just was a pastor full time. Um, I'm just writing this down, sharecropping, so I can remember where I'm at. And so, in the 1950s, you had, you know, soon after slavery was abolished, it was the Jim Crow era. So, when did the Jim Crow era begin? Let me see. Let me get my, my stuff together here. Don't forget about the 13th Amendment, though. Go and go and do some more looking up on that, and let that let that sink in. It's not that much written there, but the words, the way it's worded, all matters. See, they were able to keep us as slaves as long as they incarcerated us. When they had us in these prisons and these jails, they were able to give to make us. You know, we were supposed to involuntary to have involuntary servitude and slave, right? Isn't that what that said in the 13th Amendment? Okay. So let's see when the Jim Crow era began. When the Jim Crow era began, that was when the reconstruction of the United States stopped. Um, let me see. State and local laws that enforce racial segregation in the southern United States. But it, it came up here to the United States because it wasn't just black people that moved from the south to the north. It was white people, too, because they had to keep spreading their hate. They had to make sure the people in the North were following through. You know, a lot of people want to say during the Civil War, it was the North and the South. But 
don't be fooled by that. Don't think that the North is so liberal that they love us up here. They don't. They hate us just as much as they hated us in the South. It's just that in the South, they could do more dirt to us. They were able to do more dirt to us because in the North, you had where, you know, the winters were harsh, so people didn't have time to be assholes, so they were kind of back away. Then you had California, where they were more liberal over there, because there was so much fucking land and shit, and everybody could partake. So, how were they going to be assholes over there? It was just too much land mass over there. That's just my thought process in that. So... Believe me, you, they continue the bullshit up here in the, in the north. They just don't, they don't talk about it, though. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that the north is just as racist as the south. They do it in a different way, and they've always done it differently than the south. Um, Jim Crow laws were enforced until 1965. I want to see when they started, though. The laws were stated in other areas of the United States were also affected by formal and informal policies. Formal and informal policies were affected by Jim, you know, Jim Crow era policies were affected in different, different uh, areas of the United States. Of course, we know that shit. So Southern laws were enacted in the, in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. They're still being enacted today. They're still in, in, they're still enforced today, more so than what people understand and under, and realize. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy how everybody is jumping on the bandwagon of reparations and apologies when we have been talking about this since 1865, 1863. You know, we've been talking about this for a good while. And now everybody else wants to get hate crime bills and you have the people in the LGBTQ community, you know, getting reparations and um some of y'all might be like what huh i didn't know A ask some of your friends they're not telling you though they're not telling you so that's why i listen to these different shows on youtube i don't just i don't stick with one person i like to go and listen to different people and i'm like man they got a common theme they have a common you know um subject matter thought process and I'm like, man, I, I really like that. I really like that because that means that I'm not alone in my thinking. Because sometimes I'm thinking, girl, you're just going too far with shit. And then other times it's like, when I listen to these people, it's like, you're really not alone. You know, with Michael saying that, you are not alone. He was right about that shit. Probably not what he meant. But it, it's, it's true, though. Nobody is ever alone. And how they think and what they do and how they live their lives. Now, we may not always be in agreement on everything all the time. Some people might say, oh, my God. Excuse me, Queen Cha-Cha, you are nuts, girl. I don't even know why you're talking about that. And other times, it may be like, oh, my God, you hit the nail right on the head. And you was right about that and all this and all that. And so I just, you know... <laughs> 
there's a lot I want to say, and there's a lot that I can't say because of being prior military and because of still working for the government. Um, I can't really tell you guys exactly what I want to say, but in private conversation, I can discuss this. Um, but I will say that the United States needs to cut that check to DASIS because we deserve it. We have suffered for a long time. And a lot of people have asked, and I, I think I've I've heard people say that people have asked them, what would you do if you if the government gave you a large sum of money? And I would say that is none of your fucking business. What the fuck I would do? Because some people have the opinion that, or they have this stereotype that all black people just spend up all their money. Well, if you didn't stop us from doing certain things, if you didn't stop us from progressing and have all these laws in place, if you weren't redlining or trying to redo your districts and shit, you know, come on now. There's stuff in place to stop us from progressing. The reconstruction needs to begin again. That needs to get going again. Y'all looking over here and seeing what's going on over there across the way. That shit ain't stopping and it's not going to stop. Now, it's going to be... It's not going to be what we think it is this soon. But it's going to come to that. Probably not in my lifetime. I'll be able to enjoy my life and my sons will be able to enjoy their life, but I don't know about my grandchildren. But the United States is still very strong and we have a lot of money and they still making money. They're not, they're just not telling us. See, money is really, I'm not even going to get into all that because I can get into a whole nother subject matter. I'm not going to get into all that. But just, you know, if you're, if you believe in God like me, if you're religious, if you are, you know, following the teachings of Jesus Christ and you are, you know, following, you know, um, Muhammad, if you're whoever you're following and you believe that, that we have all have a creator, just stay on your knees, pray and continue to ask God to comfort you, give you peace and love, unconditional love. And just continue living your life and grow your own food. You know, enjoy the sunshine. And just sit and, and listen to the birds sometimes. Listen to the, the leaves rustling together as the wind blows. You know, just enjoy the simple things in life. You know, the gas prices are high right now, and there's no reason for them to be high. There's no reason for them to be high. People are just profiting off of it. I went and got my dog's food the other day, and the price went up about $7. It's like, why? What's the purpose? You know, it's the same, and the bag is getting a little smaller. It just, it just seems like everywhere a man can make more money and take advantage of another man, they do it. It's, it's, it's the weirdest shit. I've, it's, I've never seen this before. 
Like, as soon as Obama left office, the gas had just skyrocketed. I don't think with Trump, it got below $2. But with Obama, it got to, like, less than $2, and it stayed, you know, in between, you know, a dollar and 80 cent maybe, and over $2 or something like that. But with Trump, it stayed a steady $2 and something. And now the shit then gone up to $4. And I don't think that has to do with the administration. It has to do with greedy people taking advantage of situations. Now, they didn't do that shit during COVID because the government wasn't giving nobody no money. But they can see fit to... Oh, shit. Let me stop. Let me stop. But anyway, um, you guys stay blessed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for watching me. My first video on this podcast. First video podcast. And I picked it to do on this subject matter. So I guess you can just say this is DASIS episode two. If you want to call it that. Episode part two. DASIS part two. So, yeah, just um, I'm 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 got to sum it up here. I'm tired of people riding their coattails. I'm tired of everybody else getting help um, and getting assistance besides black Americans. Look, this is the deal. If the United States cuts the check to us, we can take care of ourselves. We can build up our own communities. We can get our own mental health specialists. We can get help for our own families. We don't have to go to anybody else for no help. We can build our own shit. And then y'all will be coming to where the fuck we're at. Y'all, it, it just works like that. It's always worked like that. We are, well, I've said it before and I'm not going to keep saying it. Well, yes, I am. We are God's first people. The African man was the God's first creation. And if you got some African blood in you, some of y'all will admit it and some of y'all won't, you know? Yeah. Fair-skinned people out there fronting, acting like, you know. That's okay. I'll talk about that shit. i talk about all that shit. All right, y'all. You guys take care. Thank you for supporting me. And I know y'all was looking in the background, seeing what's back there. It's messy as hell. Look at all that shit back there. I keep a lot of stuff, y'all. A lot of stuff. I need to clean up back there. It's, it's it's all caked in and crammed in. And I collected all of this shit when I was sick. And so I got to get myself together and get into a routine and clean and get rid of a bunch of shit. And that's what I'm going to do. We, I, we got free cycle and we have marketplace. And I'm going to have people coming to the house getting all kinds of shit for free this summer. Set it right at, my, at the end of my driveway. Y'all come and take what you want. So, all right, guys, you take care. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me as always, once again. Peace.